In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This week on the calendar of saints in the Episcopal Church, we remembered St. Alban. Alban is the first British Christian that we know by name. We don't know really when or where he was born or even exactly when he died, but we do know the story of how he died quite well. It is believed that Alban was a Roman soldier stationed about 20 miles north of London. A persecution broke out against Christians across the Roman Empire beginning in the early to mid-3rd century. It spread from the continent across to the British Isles, and one day a Christian priest north of London found himself at the door of a Roman soldier named Alban, desperately in search of safe lodging. No one knows precisely why Alban welcomed the priest into his home, but that priest made a lasting impact on Alban. After several days of watching the priest pray and give thanks, Alban was moved by his deep faith and became a Christian. Eventually, word spread that the priest was holed up at Alban's home. It made its way to the prince in the area, and so a detachment of soldiers was sent to arrest the priest. Quickly, Alban hid him and took his clothing and presented himself as the clergyman instead. Alban was taken before a judge who was standing at an altar making sacrifices to a pagan god who turned around and asked Alban, what is your family and your race? Alban replied, what does my family concern you? But if you want to know the truth about my religion, know that I am a Christian and I am ready to do a Christian's duty. I demand to know your name, the judge insisted. Tell me at once. My parents named me Alban, he answered. And I worship and adore the living and true God who created all things. The judge was enraged by Alban's confident faith. And he had since figured out that Alban wasn't actually the priest he was looking for. And still he sentenced him to be tortured and killed just as the priest would have. He was scourged, and when that wouldn't lead him to renounce his faith, he was sent to be beheaded. According to Bede's Ecclesiastical History of the English People, Alban was led to death by several executioners. And they came to a river called Vare, which was very fast-moving, too fast-moving to walk through on foot the bridge was so clogged up with onlookers that it was impossible to pass. But Alban, wanting to do his Christian duty, raised his eyes to heaven, and the river dried up, and they walked through on dry land. The first executioner was so astonished by this miracle that he threw down his sword, and he said, you'll either execute him and me or me alone. So while the rest tried to figure out what to do, Alban continued on. He went 500 paces up a gently sloping hill covered with thousands of beautiful wildflowers and awaited his fate. 
The legend says that Alban became thirsty waiting for the executioners to figure out what to do. He prayed to God for some relief from his thirst and a spring broke forth from the ground under his feet. Alban drank from it and then he and the first executioner were beheaded side by side. In less than a week, Alban went from a pledged persecutor of the Christian faith to the first Christian martyr in Britain. And it's clear from Bede's recounting of Alban's story that his life had been set free. Set free in Christ Jesus such that he feared nothing, not even death, for the cause of Jesus. Now, I tell you this story not because I think any of us are going to be called to martyrdom anytime soon, but because I think it is the epitome of what St. Paul was writing about in our lesson from Galatians this morning. We who follow Jesus have been set free. Not so that we can fall back into the bondage of fear and sin and death, but so that we might use that freedom in Christ as the empowering force to work for the betterment of this world in the pursuit of loving our neighbors as ourselves. This morning, we will welcome into that freedom little Zara Velatanlich through her baptism into Christ's body, the church. And in so doing, and on behalf of you, the congregation, and the church universal, I get to pray my favorite prayer. It's a prayer that asks that she will experience the fullness of her freedom in Jesus with an inquiring and discerning heart. The courage of St. Alban to will and to persevere. A spirit to know and to love God and the gift of joy and wonder in all of God's works. It's important for us to remember, though, that this prayer isn't prayed just for Zara or just for me, but it's a prayer prayed on behalf of all baptized Christians. And while on most Sundays we have a baptism, I preach about the baptismal covenant as our calling to ministry. With the lesson from Galatians in the lectionary and Alban on my mind, and with a growing sense of fear in our nation around gun violence and inequitable access to health care and the threat of the loss of basic civil rights for some of our most vulnerable citizens, I am convinced that this prayer for the courage of St. Alban is more important than ever. In baptism, we have been set free in Christ to love our neighbors unconditionally as Christ loves us. That means following the example of blessed Alban and caring for the poor, the outcast, and the afraid, no matter the cost. It means speaking out on behalf of those who are forced to take back the yoke of fear because of who they have been made to be in the image of God. It means, as Mother Becca reminds us in the blessing she so often uses, that we make no peace with oppression. 
in our community, in our state, in our nation, or in the world. But how do you do that? How do you live that life in a world that is so dedicated to fear and to self-preservation? Jump with me, if you will, to the end of the Galatians lesson for this morning. And remember the baptismal liturgy after Zara is baptized with water in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I will anoint her with oil and declare on behalf of God that she is sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. In so doing, we believe that Zara receives the gift of the Holy Spirit that will be her advocate and her guide all the days of her life. That same Holy Spirit, Paul tells us, is exemplified in the life of every disciple by producing fruit like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Simply put, when we are living into the freedom that is prayed for each of us in baptism, the fruit of the Spirit is present in our lives. And when those fruit are not, it is most likely that we have fallen back into slavery being crushed under the yoke of sin, fear, and corruption. What fear has you in bondage? What is holding you back from loving your neighbor as yourself? What is keeping you from having the courage of St. Alban to follow Jesus no matter the cost. In baptism, we are set free in Christ. But we must be careful for the temptation to fall back into slavery to fear is real. So be led. Be led by the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit into hope, into joy, and into love. Amen.